First of all, I want to say I appreciate everybody tuning in to the State of the New York Knicks podcast. Shout outs to my co-host, Mr. Mitchell. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Go follow me on Instagram at S-L-I-Z-Z-Y-T-A-K-E, Slizzy Take. Go follow us on Twitter, our new Twitter account at State of the N. Well, excuse me, sorry. State of the New Y1. That is State of the New the letter Y, the number one. And you will follow us on Twitter. Shout out to everybody tuning in. I appreciate your love and support. State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 39. Tune in. Um, it took me a day or two to really get to this podcast because, you know, I, I, I got a lot. I got a couple things to get off my chest. You know, um, first of all... Um, Get healthy, KD. Um, I watched the injury myself. Such a gruesome injury. Uh, I'm going to get into the, the whole KD thing later on, you know, talking about my Knicks. But, you know, I got to shout out to KD. Um, get better. He ruptured his Achilles. He had surgery in New York today. So I hope he gets better, man. Shout out to KD. Um, huge shout outs to the New York Knicks. And what I'm loving about what the New York Knicks has been doing lately, they always promote the kids. They always promote Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, Alonzo Trier, um, on Instagram, social media, everywhere. They're just promoting the kids. And I really appreciate them um, behind that because of the Anthony Davis trade rumors. And I appreciate them, man. It seems like they're sticking with the rebuild. Um... I'm I'm confident with the Knicks management. I'm confident with everything they do. I'm confident with Scott Perry, Steve Mills. I'm just confident in these guys for them to do the proper job. So on Monday, RJ Barrett had a workout for the Knicks. Um everybody know, man, I love me some RJ Barrett, man. He's a warrior. His father's from Brook well, his mother's from Brooklyn, his parents from New York. Um his father went to St. John's, like I said before. His mother, I believe, went to St. John's as well. R.J. Barrett, tough, tough upbringing. Um, you know, his father played professionally in Australia. Um, it, it, it's just a lot of things. It, or it probably is Canada. I got to, you know, fact check that. <laughs> but his father brought him around in Brooklyn in different, different courts and... You know, got R.J. Barrett to play on the playground with other players. And, you know, he held his own. That's where he gets his toughness from. I appreciate that R.J. Barrett is a competitor. Um, I appreciate R.J. Barrett's skills. He has a elite skill package that I like. Um, the NBA isn't based on athleticism no more. I believe you need skilled players. To get you where you need to be, you need skilled basketball players, and you know you you, you need guys like R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett averaged four point three assists per game. That's more than Carson Edwards and Kobe White in the NBA draft. He also averaged seven point six rebounds. That's higher rebound average than De- DeAndre Hunter, Jackson Hayes, P.J. Washington. R.J. Barrett is also the first player in NCAA Division One history with at least eight hundred fifty points. Eight hundred. Well, 250 rebounds, excuse me, 
and 150 assists in a single season. RJ Barrett is also just one of three freshmen in college history to score 850 plus points, joining Kevin Durant, Michael Beasley, and Trey Young. So that's good company for RJ Barrett. That is excellent company for RJ Barrett. I, I love his game. I, I, I love what he brings. I love his attitude. I love his confidence. Um, RJ Barrett is the first freshman ever to average 20 plus points, seven plus rebounds, and four plus assists. And the, the kid is a stud, man. He, he's a stud. I'm really excited about him. You know, notable number three picks in the history of the NBA. You got, you know, Muhammad Abdul Rahif, Christian Leitner, Anthony Hardaway, Grant Hill, Jerry Stackhouse, um, Sharif Abdul Rahim, Chauncey Billups, LaFrance from, from the Mavericks. Baron Davis, Darius Miles, Paul Gasol, Mike Dunleavy Jr., Carmelo Anthony, Ben Gordon, Darren Williams, Al Horford, James Harden, Derek Favors. So you, you, you see production from these number three picks, and you, you, you can see how good this kid can be, man. You can see how good he could become at the guard position. You can see how. He can flourish in a positionless basketball system, which I'm loving about R.J. Barrett. If I didn't say this, you know, 22.6 points per game, 7.6 rebounds per game, 4.3 assists per game, National Player of the Year, first-team All-American, ACC Tournament Champion, first-team All-ACC. So the kid's got accolades, and he's 6'7", 5.3 offensive, box plus-minus. 2.4 2.4 defensive box plus minus and had a 32.2 uses percentage. So you 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 see RJ's potential and going back to RJ Barrett's dad, Rowan Sr., he hooped at St. John's University and represented Canada in the 2000 Olympics and is now an assistant general manager, executive VP for the Canadian national teams. His mother, Keisha, was a sprinter on St. John's track and field team. His aunt, his mom's sister, represented Jamaica in a, as an Olympic sprinter in 1992 in the Barcelona Games. So, and Steve Nash is his godfather. So he has, he has connections. He has connections. The kid, the most decorated high school player since LeBron James. Um, in his, his senior year at Madavere Academy, he was 35 and 0 as a senior, claiming the national championship, number one spot in high school rankings. Um, you see, he's won most of the awards, like I said, like LeBron James, all all USA Today, Max Prep, Max Preps, and Mr. Basketball USA. You know, all major national Player of the Year awards. He won in high school. So give me this kid. He's a left hand. He's a left hand guy who's right handed. So he's ambidextrous. He just doesn't go right enough for me. So I hope David Fisdale can teach him that. You know, some more number three picks. Jason Tatum. You got Jalen Brown. You got Jaleel Okafor. You got Joel Embiid. Otto Porter. Bradley Bill. You know, so you, you could get some talent. You could get some talent there. And, you know, I, I, I want to get into 
RJ Barrett and his little workout. I'm gonna get into his little workout as far as him with the Knicks. So we interviewed him the other day on Monday after his workout, and I'm gonna play for y'all what he said basically when they interviewed him. Yeah, it was great. It was tough. I loved it. What'd you take away from meeting the team being up here? I mean, it's a great, great organization, you know, uh, cool people. We had great conversations, so, yeah, it's going well. RJ, how much do you think the time you spent here in New York as a kid with your dad and your mom kind of helps you, you know, know New York mm-hmm. and everything and make you want to play here? Yeah. I mean, it feels great, you know, just growing up, you know, coming here every summer. So, man, I feel like, you know, I know the place well enough, I guess, to call it home. You know, I got family here, so it's great. RJ, what do you want to work on and what were you trying to show the Knicks today? Uh, really, you know, I can do everything on the court, you know, pass, shoot, dribble, you know, score. So, just, you know, just trying to show them that. How do you think you did today? Um, really just, you know, they just pumped through some, you know, some handling the ball, you know, some shooting stuff. That's really about it. Did your, um, your, I guess, a, a relationship with Kevin Knox, can you talk about that, knowing the team mm-hmm. a little bit? Yeah, he, he's cool. You know, I grew up, play, grew up, I grew, grew up sorry, playing against him. Um, you know, lots of cheers, my guy. You know, we've been chopping it up, so, yeah, it's definitely cool. Do you have any other meetings, workouts scheduled with any other teams at this point? No, I do not. I won't be meeting with any other team, so, yeah, it's this and then the draft. So you expect the next to take you, man? Hey, man, you know, it's, if that, if that ends up and I'm still there at three, yeah, for sure, I would love to film and take it. And this was it, like, since Chicago, this has been all these workouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, you know, this is the place I want to be, so, you know, I hope they draft me. What is your... So, you heard R.J. Barrett. He wants to be a Nick. He worked out for the Knicks. He wants to be here. He wants to make his case. And he made a case for me. I want R.J. Barrett. I don't want... I I love John Morant, but I want R.J. Barrett. So, let me play for y'all my main man, Stephen A. Smith, when he interrogated R.J. Barrett and R.J. Barrett thoughts. I'm not knocking him for that. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. So, our, uh... Let's get right to it here. Uh, you know, they've got you projected as the number three overall pick in the upcoming NBA draft. That pick belongs to the New York Knicks. I mean, are you ready? Are you ready to handle New York City? Do you understand the expectations for a number three overall pick? Hey, if it happens, I'm I'm definitely ready. Why? Why should New Yorkers? They're what? They're looking yeah. at you right now. They're looking at you right now. Why should New Yorkers? We know you can ball. Yeah. You know you can listen. This this show is allergic to scrubs. Scrubs are not allowed on this show. Yeah. So if you couldn't play, you wouldn't be here. Okay? We know you can ball. But New York is a different beast. So New Yorkers are looking at you right now. Mm-hmm. Why should New Yorkers? What is it about you, your game? Yeah. What you bring it to the next level that New Yorkers should look forward to? Biggest thing is my confidence. I'm built for this. I've been working since I was young. So, I'm not really worried. Okay. So, there's a lot of talk, RJ. Listen, <laughs> and, and by the way, your game to me translates better as a pro than it did even in college. I expect you to have a fantastic career. Um, but, but 
And there's a long way to go between now and then. I realize a lot of work to do, but everyone's projecting you to go to the Knicks, but the Knicks are trying to land Anthony Davis in a trade. Yeah. So let's take both scenarios. Mm. Number one, you're in New York. They don't land Anthony Davis. They don't sign any of the big free agents, but they have a core of Dennis Smith Jr. and Knox and you. And what's your thoughts about developing with a young core if they strike out in free agency and they don't trade for AD? What's your thoughts about that? Man, that'd be great. We'd be playing together in the garden, you know, just trying to just trying to get better, really. Like you said, young core group of guys, so that that would be fun. What's your feeling about Knox and Smith when you look at their games? I played against Kevin Knox, you know, growing up. He's, he's a really good guy. I mean, cool cat, and he can shoot that thing. And, yeah, man, it would be great to play with him. And So he knows Kevin Knox. He knows some of these guys who's on the Knicks already. So I appreciate that. Um. So I'm really excited I'm excited to have RJ Barrett I can't lie I'm excited to have him and get him on the squad Super excited about RJ Barrett So I'm going to get into the Anthony Davis trade And then I'm going to get to This Kevin Durant stuff I'm all, I, I don't want AD I'm not, I'm, I'm, The Knicks is officially Off the Anthony Davis market the Knicks, according to Ian Bagley, they're hesitant to give up assets for Anthony Davis because a lot of people in the organization remember that Carmelo Anthony trade and remember how it played out. And they're not willing to give up significant assets for Anthony Davis trade. So I could see the Knicks whiffing on that with Knicks saying, nah, we're good. And I agree with them. You stand pat, you rebuild organically, and, and, and you keep this train going. I'm not trading AD. I'm not trading for Anthony Davis because I don't want to be the New York Pelicans. And, and that's my thing. And then today, Ian Bagley reports the Lakers and the Celtics. Well, Ian Bagley reported the Lakers are progressing towards completing a multi-team deal for Anthony Davis. I believe... The third team in that deal would either be the Phoenix Suns, the Washington Wizards, and those are the only two I believe that can help the Lakers facilitate a deal with the New Orleans Pelicans if they're going by the demand still. Um, So I'm good. I don't want no parts of Anthony Davis. I'm good. Great player. I'm good. He could... Send him to L.A. Let him destroy their young core. And let's see how him and LeBron with three coaches on the bench and Rob Palenka, that liar. Let's see how they all go about things in, in, in L.A. So the next thing I want to get into is the Anthony Davis. I mean, not Anthony Davis. This Kevin Durant stuff. Now, Kevin Durant tore his Achilles. Well, he ruptured his right Achilles. He had surgery today in New York, so get well, Kevin Durant. Get well soon, Slim Reaper. And I was a little pissed off about that. I was pissed off at the fact that he didn't have a minutes restriction when he got back from the injury. He didn't get go through a real practice like they did with DeMarcus Cousins. They rushed him back. You hear it. People in the organization, yeah, the players chatter. When is Kevin Durant coming back? People in the organization rushing, 
him back. You see Clay coming back early from injury. You see DeMarcus Cousins coming back early from injury. You see Kevin Looney coming back early from injury. And people now questioning Kevin Durant, questioning his heart, questioning whether he's that guy. And Kevin Durant is kind of sensitive, you know. He responds to people in the media. And he ruptures his Achilles. You play him 12 out of the first 14 minutes of the game. Then when he comes out the game, you ices up his calf and his Achilles. Letting his, his joints in that area become stiff. Instead of him keeping him warm. Then you just send him back out there. Boom. Pop goes the weasel. The man ruptures his Achilles. Let, let, let's hear with a little bit of what Bob Myers had to say. Let's hear a little bit of it. More questions. Realizing we're not going to have more answers until tomorrow. So go ahead and start, Bob. It's an Achilles injury. I don't know uh, the extent of it. He'll have an MRI tomorrow. Um, Prior to coming back, he went through four weeks with our medical team. and um, It was thorough and it was experts and multiple MRIs and multiple doctors. um, And we felt good about the process. Uh, he was cleared to play tonight. That, that was a collaborative decision. Um, I don't believe there's anybody to blame, but I understand this this world. And um, if you have to, you can blame me. I... You damn right, I'm gonna blame you. I don't want to hear the rest of his explanation with them alligator tears. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. This is why Kawhi Leonard sat out the whole last year. You don't trust team doctors. They're not working in your best interest. They're working in their best interest because they work for the team. And they get paid by the team. And they get paid to send their players back on the court. I'm good with him and his alligator tears. I'm bothered. This This should bother Kevin Durant. This should bother him. Honestly, it should bother him. It should bother him because... He trusted y'all for team doctors. And they said Ramona Shelburne was walking out of the, 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 the arena with Steve Kerr. And Steve Kerr said, well, the doctors say the injury can't get worse. What? I can't go by that. I can't go by that. The man didn't play a month, two months worth of basketball. He practiced barely once, three on three, and you just send him right out here, playing for 12 minutes out of 14 minutes. You ice up his calf, pop goes the weasel, pop his Achilles. Come on now. You're supposed to protect the players from themselves. He should not have played in that game. I don't care. He should not have played in that game. Now, you know, I listen to everybody. I listen to Stephen A. Smith. I listen to Undisputed. I listen to um, First Things First. Um, Nick at Time Show, Nick Fan TV, Posting and Toasting. Um, um, who else is the other guys? Who else is the other my my, my the, the the Nick guys? Um, Tommy Beer, the Alan Hahn Show, 
You know, Knicks Film School, if I didn't say them already. Locked on Knicks. You know, the Butcher and Friends. I listen to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I listen to everybody. And you know who I agree with when it comes to this Kevin Durant nonsense? I agree right with Shannon Sharp. Let me play with some. Let me play with exactly what he said. I agree with him to a hundred percent T. And I love Skip Bayless. I love Shannon Sharp. I still. I wish in the future they had a cross debate: Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless versus Stephen A. and Max Kellerman. I don't know who will win that, but I would love to see that one day. But let, 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 let's get into what. Undisputed. Shout out to those guys. Let's get into what they said. I, I, I really want the people to hear this, man. Strong words from a clearly emotional Myers. Shannon, what do you think? Is anyone to blame for KD's injury? Hell yeah. And Bob Myers couldn't even shed real tears. Mm. I've heard of dry shampoo, but I've never heard of dry tears. Mm. He couldn't even muster a tear because it was reported, Skip, the organization felt that Kevin Durant was not as injured as he said he was, and he wasn't fighting as hard as he needed to to get back on the court. It was also reported that some of his teammates felt that Kevin Durant wasn't practice, wasn't uh, pushing to get back on the court. Here's Bob Myers saying, Kevin Durant loved to play the game of basketball. Now, I want to know who in the organization, Skip, was it the secretaries, was it the custodians, or was it the people that do the meal service? I need to know the people in the organization because it said people in the organization. It said teammates of his. Question. Really? Hold on. What the hell is this? This is not a DJ Khaled or our album or a collaborative issue. This is why. Players do not trust team doctors because at the end of the day, what are they, Skip? There are team employees, and it's big on their resume because if I'm a team doctor and someone wants to bring their child, a son or daughter, if he's good enough to be the doctor for Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, well, he's damn sure good enough to be a doctor for my son or daughter. Skip, this is bullseye, and you and I, we talked about it from the very first time it happened. I say, Skip, I've never seen anybody put ice on a calf injury that low behind his heel. I said, I'm just, I, look, I don't know, have any inside information, but I've seen enough Achilles tear up close and personal. The first thing the guy does is he looks back. And I remember uh, in practice, a guy towards Achilles, he asked me, did I kick him? Did I trip him? I'm like, no, nah, man, I ain't trip you. That's what Kevin Durant did, Skip. He looked back. He didn't grab his calf. He looked back because he thought P.J. Tucker kicked him or P.J. Tucker uh, 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 tripped him. And then for Steve Kerr to say after the game, the doctor said he couldn't hurt it any worse than he already was. Skip, if that's not malpractice, I don't know what is. Mm. Because the man had a slight tear in that Achilles. I don't care what they say. Mm. Skip, this is wrong. And they put that undue pressure on Kevin Durant to get out there. Because I know, being an ex-professional athlete, Skip, let me tell you, this is how they go about doing it. You okay? How far along are you? Because, man, we could sure use you out there. Just your presence. Man, you know how those guys rally around you, man. Man, you can bring these guys together, man. If we, see? You see what I mean? You see? And, and Shannon Shaw hit it right on the nose. That pressure. Understanding. That, it's just a sad situation to me, man. So, you know, I, I, I blame the Warriors for that, man. I, I blame the Warriors for that. 
So now you're going to now now here's where it all comes to the Knicks, right? It all comes to the Knicks, right? <sighs> Let me give you a little list from the Knicks, right? Spencer Hayward, Antonio McDice, Larry Johnson, Eddie Curry, Amari Stoudemire, Chancey Bullops, Tracy McGrady, Bogliani, Dikembe Mutombo, Baron Davis, Steve Francis, Penny Hardaway, Derrick Rose, Jaquem Noah. <laughs> Would signing Kevin Durant give us the same old, same old Knicks? They always sign their players when they hurt. They always signing guys past their prime. They always signing guys this, that, and third. It's only been one guy in the history of the NBA that people, everybody's been saying, but one big name, and that's Dominique Wilkins. And he tore his ACL at, I believe it was, 32. He came back, he was 33 years old. And he was still a dominant player. And played seven seasons, seven seasons after that and then retired. It's crazy, man. It is crazy because now Nick fans, you got to say, first of all, the Anthony Davis trade, that's out the window. Out the window. If you a Nick fan who wanted the AD trade, throw it out your damn head. I'm sorry. I'm not giving up a package. Knox, Mitchell Robinson, the third pick. I'm not giving up my whole damn team for Anthony Davis for me to be the Pelicans East. That's out of the question. I'm not doing that. I don't care what nobody say. Especially with KD hurt. So, that, 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 that does not make sense to me. But, I was thinking about this this morning. And I was listening to Get Up. And I want to play what Jalen Rose said. Because he, was, he said this and I was thinking to myself out loud. Damn, this is exactly what I was thinking. So, let me play what he said. Four years in the 160, whatever it is, million, which is the max you can, knowing that for one season he won't play. When he comes back, he's 32 years old. Absolutely, because you now have a main chess piece on the board. You signed KD at all costs if you're New York. The same way their fans thought that they might get Zion, even though the percentage was only in the teens, if you sign KD, that's definite. You got him in uniform. Now you can pick and choose who comes to play with him. You can grow your young talent. You can go back into the lottery, get another player. And then all of a sudden, a year from now, you're a contending type team because you still have one of the best players in the game. And he's going to be in the Eastern Conference and hope he can do what Kawhi is doing right now. All right, let me go back then. So we could get Kevin Durant, right? We could get him. We could get him. We could get him. Red shirt him for a year, right? You roll out the kids for one more season. You roll them out with no expectations. No expectations. Now you, this season, now it's time to build the offensive system now, right? Now this is the offseason where Fizdale could get his guys in. Defensive-minded players. He could get a bunch of these guys in to fill out the roster, some vets. And we can finally start building on that culture. We already started to build last season. Kenny Atkinson, it took him three years for his culture to finally set in. It took him three years. So I have no problem with Fizdale and the Knicks when it comes from that aspect of signing Kevin Durant. 
You can still have your young core. You could grow your young core while Kevin Durant gets better over the year. You can have Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant brings the moral up inside of the Knicks front office. It brings the franchise up. You get what I'm saying? It, br- it brings the young players' confidence up, knowing that we got Kevin Durant waiting in the ring, in, 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 in the ways. You know, it brings everybody confidence level up, knowing that, okay, we don't have Kevin Durant this season, but we will definitely have him next season, along with the kids, and we could probably get another lottery pick from next next season. You never know. Remember, the Lakers jumped up in this year's lottery from 11th to 4th. You know what I'm saying? So it's a possibility. It's a slight possibility that we could get a top three pick again next season and add Kevin Durant and probably get Anthony Davis in free agency if the Lakers don't get him before draft night. So it's... I'm I'm on the fence about this and I, I, I'm, I'm kind of talking myself into that idea. But it's it's tough, man. It's tough, man, because you don't want to be yo the same old Knicks. You know what? We don't want to be called that. So it's tough for me to really accept Anthony Davis. I mean, accept Kevin Durant's injury. But I understand it's a part of the sport, as my man Kyle would say. Injuries is a part of the game. So I'm not too mad. But you know, shout outs to everybody tuning in. I appreciate the love, man. I appreciate the support, man. Go follow me on Instagram, S-L-I-Z-Z-Y-T-A-K-E. Go follow me on Facebook. Um, go follow us on Twitter. State of the New York Knicks. Our Twitter at is at State of the New Y1. State of the New Y1. I appreciate everybody. I appreciate the support, man. State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 39. It's your boy, Slizzy. Appreciate everybody tuning in, man. I'm out. Peace.